Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous and wonderful Tuesday morning. Hope everybody had a wonderful night's sleep last night and you're ready to hit the ground just a running and uh, and hopefully everybody will have a great day today. So this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So let's see all who is watching this morning. Let's see here. We got Tracy Little. Amy Oaks Turner, Darlene Barker, Brandy Boyd Young, Mike Hensley, and I see several more watching, but that's all the names I see thus far, so appreciate all you wonderful people for tuning in, and let's get our day uh, hopping in the right direction. All right, my friends, at this time, let us do our Pledge of Allegiance. Hello, Jennifer Hunnicutt. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands. One Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty to all who believe. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. All righty. Praise the Lord for these wonderful words and pledges we get to say each and every morning and the freedom to do so. Hello, Kelly Jeanette Swift. Appreciate you tuning in, young lady. Well, it's that time of day again for Mad Matt's news and comment. <laughs> so, I don't know how people feel about it. If you like it or hate it or wish I didn't do it, I don't know. But uh, either way, we'll just go ahead and start off with it and then we'll dive into our devotion. Uh, you know, one reason why that I, I do uh, the kind of the little news and comment that I I, I do that is to bring relevance uh, to uh, an understanding to what's going on in our culture society. Uh, you know, we have such biased news media. Sometimes you don't know what to believe, what not to believe. But, uh, you know, we have to understand, too, uh, what's going on in the world today. And uh, a lot of times we can, if you notice, a lot of times when I'm doing these little news comments, it'll be a good segue straight into what we're talking about uh, in the devotion. And, uh, and Billy Graham, a lot of times, he would take uh, a newspaper, whatever the top headline was that day, he would use that as a, uh, a way to um, uh, in a lot of his crusades when he was preaching and teaching. And I know that there's been people in the past that says, well, I don't like uh, if you and your dad get into politics, things like that. You know, there was what was known as the black robe garb, and they were the ones who were uh, at the uh, height of the Revolutionary War who spoke out against those things that were wrong and contrary and brought to the attention of the people uh, within the congregation and the churches. And, you know, I'm doing you a disservice as a pastor if I don't bring to light certain issues that need to be discussed and talked about. Now, we can skirt these things, and I can discuss nothing but self-help and, uh, and, and try to just build you up spiritually. And, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong to get excited about things. Lord, there's nothing wrong to, to glean from things from God's Word to, uh, to help you in your daily walk in regards to a self-help kind of attitude. However... Uh, you know, we need to understand uh, the the evil that is out there and what God's Word says about these situations and things. And you may not like it. You may not agree. Uh, you know, sometimes I may have a political opinion that you might not agree with, but it doesn't change the fact that there are issues out there that must be discussed 
and it may uh, may go against your sensibilities, but uh, I feel like as a pastor, I have a responsibility to talk about these things. So again, you know, uh, this is why I do this in the mornings because I feel like it's, it's a discussions that need to be talked about, and people, uh, I know a lot of pastors try to sidestep that because they don't want to offend. It's not that I want to offend, but I've got to get the truth out there, and I got to do what I have what I have to feel is have I have to do. What I feel is right. I'll get out here in a second. So, with that said, and one of the big issues, and we've discussed this in the last couple of mornings, uh, is, uh, of course, we know everything that's going on in Ukraine, and, and uh, it was horrible last night uh, showing on Hannity uh, the the footage of the the dead bodies in the streets of the Ukraine. Just, my dad turned it off. It was just, it was just horrific uh, what's going on there. Uh, but uh, and, and and we see how evil that uh, Putin is, and the mercenaries he's using, the soldiers he's using, is just uh, just horrible beyond belief. And and again, I, I'm surprised we haven't been attacked because of the, due to the weakness of our leadership of our own country. And pray that it doesn't happen. But one of the big issues right now is, you know, of course, you, uh, Peter Ducey, he really loves to give uh, uh, Jen Psaki a hard time, which I love. Uh, that's one thing I do like about him. He, he don't care to, to hold back uh, uh, and, and ask the tough questions. Everybody else just throws the softball questions to her and Biden, and he don't care to, to throw them out there. You could tell they hate him with a passion. But, um, you know, she erroneously, or the parental rights bill that DeSantis uh, was put in uh, to play in Florida. She's still erroneously referring to it as the "Don't Say Gay" bill. No, in no part does it say that uh, to not to say gay. It is talking about sexual issues with freaking kindergartners. People, I mean, that's it, it amazes me. Uh, you know how the liberal left uh, has no problem discussing same-sex issues and get into genitalia things with kindergartners who don't have a clue about what's even going on you know uh it, it, this you know i don't really think it should be even discussed in sex ed class however uh it, bef- till the time of age when sex must be discussed uh, there's no reason to bring that out just like um, i saw a video yesterday of a teacher who was uh, i mean he literally just talked like this said and my my students want to know if i was gay and i said i put out uh, LGBTQ uh, banners on the and and flags up on the walls. I said, "Look around you. What do you think?" And uh, and then when I said, "Yes, I am," they we that we didn't even discuss social studies that day. We discussed. My, they asked questions about being gay. I thought this is ridiculous, man. If I was a parent and I found out about that, I'd been going off. I said, "Listen, you leave your little what you do at home. You leave it there. Don't you be discussing this crap in front of my kids and and." pushing this agenda and making this all about you you know this you need to be teaching your your students now i don't know where this was at i don't know what school it was at i don't know what state it was in but i saw the video of this, this teacher and then somebody else sent me a video yesterday of a he calling himself the maga lady i couldn't even get through it uh i saw some of the comments where they said uh they agreed with him and he made more sense than uh, in regards to what's going on, but I, mean, I couldn't get through it. He was so just nauseating uh, to listen to. I can't even get through it. But, uh, you know, then, then I had some friends on Facebook who uh, uh, I didn't comment uh, because it's just no point in arguing. You know, what does God's word said? Argue not with the fool that you become like him yourself. And so, you know, there's no point in arguing with an idiot liberal. And I have some, uh, this one individual, he was a good friend of mine back in the day, but uh, even then he was kind of weird. So, uh, 
but uh, he's become uber liberal. And he said, what am I supposed to do now? Uh, say I went to, uh, to uh, uh, Galaxy's Edge. I say I hated every second of it with my family and that I need to burn all my Marvel stuff. What is this boycott me? He's trying to be a smart aleck. And I know what he's doing. He's trying to get me to respond. I know what he's doing because I know him. And because he'll put jabs on stuff that I put on there. And he's even sent me emails. So, yeah, I put that on there to see what people would say and do. So I ignore him most of the time. But, uh, and so I didn't respond, you know, and then I put a little thing about Herbie uh, on the first day, another girl in high school said, uh, well, you know, this uh, ran by Disney, you know, kind of smart. I was like, listen, that was back before all this happened. When Herbie was out, that was just more about uh, innocence and storylines and, and fun uh, and what Disney, uh, what Disney was wanting. You know, I like what somebody said, but Walt Disney didn't want men to have facial hair. Now we have princesses with facial hair. <laughs> so. You know, it is, um, you know, uh, it, what up to this point, you know, I ain't saying you go out and burn your Disney records and, and uh, if you have VHS tapes now or uh, DVDs, I'm not saying you have to do all those kind of things. I'm just saying, you know, and I enjoyed the Marvel movies up to this point, except for uh, the feminist uh, Captain Marvel. She's annoying little anyway. Uh but I knew that when that uh, last Marvel movie came out, I knew they was going to go all woke. I knew because they'd already made said they were going to do that. But up to this point, you know, I, you know, I had issues with certain things. But moving forward, why well, support them? I mean, they've already said uh, by the end of the year they want all their characters to be 50% LGBTQ. Moving forward, I'm not going to support them. I'm moving forward, I'm not going to go to their theme parks. Moving forward, I'm not buying their merchandise. You know, I'm, you know, this point forward, that's when we need to make a stand. Now, whatever happened, you know, whatever we enjoyed in the past, uh, you know, I don't know, have no reason why we still can't. Uh, you know, but uh, no, there's no way we can support a company. But what's so bad is there's so many companies where the LGBTQ has infiltrated and gotten their tentacles in so many things. It's hard to you know distinguish. You know, if you're going to start boycotting, where, where does it end? You know, that's, that's the bad part. But we're going to have to start making a stand, if nothing else, to make a voice and saying, listen, we're not going to have our kids indoctrinated. We're going to tell our kids this is wrong. We're going to tell our kids that instead of condoning it, say, well, love is love. But throw that crap out the window. I'm sick of hearing that. Uh, you know, we don't love evil. We don't tolerate sin. We don't tolerate evil. You know, we need to start making a stand as Christians and saying this is wrong. Draw a line in the sand. This is wrong and this is right. And what the things of God is right and the things of the perversion and the world is producing is wrong. And that does, and again, a segue lead us in to our devotion this morning. Now, if you have your Bibles and you want to look, uh, we're looking at um, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4, says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them in, up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Now, fathers play a crucial role uh, in their child's life. You know, I um, the, the book I had written, Life Debt, um, I still uh, I want to make it into like a little mini movie. In fact, I'm still... Uh, it goes to my mind costly. I'm still thinking about doing a casting call and, and still trying to do a, a little uh, a movie uh, of my vision of this of what I've written. But the reason why I wrote that book uh, was because of the uh, my dad and I have always been very very close, as you all know. And um, uh, I praise God to, that I had a godly father who demonstrated uh, godly principles, who showed forgiveness, uh, showed mercy 
showed grace. He showed me Jesus Christ. Now, my dad isn't perfect. Uh, you know, he, he's got a uh, temper. He's, you know, he could be a smart aleck. Uh, you know, he, you know, my dad is not perfect by no stretch of imagination. But he did demonstrate those things of Christ to me growing up. And, uh, and he showed that love. Uh, you know, there's a lot of pastors out there who acted one way at the pulpit and were total derriers with ears at home, you know. And I praise God that I was able to experience that. However, the reason I wrote that book was because there's a lot of kids out there, a lot of adults out there who don't know what it's like to have a loving father. They either have an absentee father, uh, they have an abusive father. Uh, you know, it, it, you know, who knows? Uh, you know, there, there's things that a lot of people have grown up with in their past that is just, you know, there's, it's horrible how they were treated. And so oftentimes how we relate to our earthly father has a direct effect on how we relate to the heavenly father. You know, if you never had uh, that understanding, that love, that grace, that mercy, it's hard to understand, comprehend a loving, graceful, forgiving heavenly father. Uh, and, uh, and you always think, you know, if you had a bad father, how terrible that was. And, and I think it's one thing that kind of keeps people from coming to know Christ, coming to know Jesus as the Lord and Savior, because they have this um, erroneous idea of, of what Jesus is. What, you know, when you hear the name Father, all of a sudden walls go up, emotions are evoked, and they're like, uh, you know, I don't want no part of that kind of attitude because of what they experienced growing up. But that's when I wrote that book, I wanted people to understand that Jesus Christ loves you. That he is the father you always wanted, and and more so, you know. Um, Jesus even talked about those those who are wicked can give good things. You know, there's no perfect fathers. Everybody, you know, everybody's heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? But you know, it, even the best father you can think of, and it is far beyond the bounds of that. That what Jesus Christ, who He is, and what He has to offer, and uh, is is far more loving and caring and understanding than anything you could possibly imagine. You know, to understand the um, hello, Karen Smith. If you look at um, the psychology, uh, basically, of um, the importance of the role of a father. Uh, in the home, one of the results of, of some of the statistics to throw out there, uh, since 1963, violent crimes has increased over 500%. Uh, illegitimate birth, births have increased 400%. Uh, this is just since uh, 19, uh, let's see here, 60s, uh, 63, I guess, is how much this has increased. Divorces have increased 400%. Children living in a single-parent homes have increased 300%. Teenage suicide has increased 200%. SAT scores have dropped almost 80 points despite huge increases in support for education. Another alarming statistic is that crime among the very young 7 to 12-year-olds has increased a whopping 60% in the last few years. Why has this happened? There are many reasons, but one of the major causes is the breakdown in the home, and this includes the failure of fathers to take the responsibility for their spiritual leadership of the family according to the guidelines of the word, giving, loving, serving, caring, and strong leadership. My friends, fathers play a, in a very important role in the lives of their children. And many men still try to live their lives in a, in a way that uh, they want to seek approval. Uh, they fear rejection uh, They they uh, because they have never heard the words, I'm proud of you, son. I love you, son. 
you know, that's that's a sad thing. Uh, and I'm glad that I grew up hearing those kind of things. That's one thing I always tell my kids, how much I love them, how very proud I am of them, because I want them to know that. And because there's a lot of people out there walking around and said, boy, I wish that my dad could have just told me one time he was proud of me. Despite what they accomplished, no matter what they've done, they still have that sinking feeling that uh, they didn't do enough. They still wouldn't have got the approval of their earthly fathers. But that's why we need to serve and do all we can to please the Heavenly Father. Because then we know the Heavenly Father will be proud of us and that He will love us. But, you know, when I do counseling, particularly premarital counseling, that's one thing I tell men. You have the heavy responsibility. Do not take this position lightly. I don't care if they're your biological children or your stepchildren. You have a, a, a big responsibility to be the spiritual head of your home. You need to have your family in church. You need to be seen in prayer. You need to be seen reading your Bible. You need to show that care and understanding towards your biological children and those adoptive children uh, that you are showing godly characteristics in the home. And that's why our society has gone so far into the deep end because our, uh, our, we, are, we have gone so far away from the things of God. So many fathers no longer want to take the responsibility uh, as fathers uh, to take care of their families and do what they're supposed to do. Uh, they get these women pregnant and then take off and run. Uh, there's all these kids don't know who their dads are. And what's sad is there's a lot of mothers out there who are abandoning their, their children like never before. And so when you have these kids growing up in a home without structure, without love, without understanding, without God in the forefront, the center of their lives, no wonder we are seeing chaos from as early as 7 to 12 years of age and on up. No wonder we're seeing so many shootings and and, and, and uh, murders and, and theft and, and just chaos and anarchy of just do whatever makes you feel good kind of mentality. While we're seeing so many young boys have feminist femin, uh, feminine tendencies uh, and, uh, and many becoming bi or gay and because they never had a strong male role model. And when I say that, I'm not talking about the the uber uh, masculinity uh, of, of what you macho uh, that you've seen in, in the movies in the 80s. I'm not talking about that. You know, there's, it's not about just being macho, but what it means to be a man, how to shake a man's hand and look at him straight in the eyes, how to speak up, speak loud, speak clear, how to, uh, you know, just so many things of integrity and honesty and uh, that goes far beyond the stretches of, of a macho vision of what a man is. But the, the underlying emotional, mental, spiritual um, attitudes of what a man should be. And that can only be accomplished through a godly Christian man who is leading his home in the right direction. That's one of the reasons why I've encouraged men to be actively involved in children's ministries. Because with that lack of male role model at home, they need to see that demonstrated at the church that men love Jesus too. That men are, are ones who want to... Uh, follow Christ just as much as the women do. And, um, you know, that's one reason it drives some men away from church because so many pastors are effeminate and so many churches uh, are predominantly majority women. That's one thing about our church is about 50-50 of men and women. But a lot of churches is predominantly more women than men. But, uh, but here's some verses to look at and to understand in regards to what we're talking about this morning. But um, if you look at Ephesians 5, 
25 through 37, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by washing with water the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for the body, just as Christ does the church, for we are members of this body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and you and be united you cannot speak today and be united to his wife and two will become one flesh this is a profound mystery but i'm talking about christ and the church however each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself the wife must respect her husband uh, Genesis 18:19 For I have chosen him so that he will be he will direct his children and his household after him keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just so that the Lord God will bring about for Abraham what he has promised him uh, Psalm 128:3 through 4 Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house your children will be like olive shoots around your table yes this will be a blessing of the man who fears the Lord and um I mean there's so many more others um that we could read, but I, I think you kind of get the point of what I'm getting at here. Men, we've got to start stepping up. You know, we've got to start being uh, the men that God has called us to be, and women likewise. You need to be the women that God has called you to be. Uh, but uh, there is such a, a lack of morality and integrity and spiritual well being within the male. Uh, community, if you will. And, you know, we, uh, to be quite honest, a lot of men have been beat down. You know, uh, if you look at uh, society, uh, it's all, you know, particularly little boys, all they see is strong feminine role models. All they see is a strong, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that because I have a daughter. I want her to see those strong um, uh, female role models. But the sad thing is every time they demonstrate a strong female role model, uh, they make her a lesbian. I, I don't get that. Uh, but little boys are like are told to be more like little girls, and uh, and they need to you know, and, and a lot of times, and they've proven education is geared more towards girls, and 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 girls learn differently than boys. I mean, it's, it's been proven. Uh, so you know that's why it's time for men to step up and say, "Listen, you know what? We need to start taking this country back. We need to get back to the Judeo-Christian ethic. We need to start putting God first and foremost in our lives, our relationships, our homes, and in this country. And we, if we don't start making the right proper stand, man, we're going to continue to fall in a major way. So my men, my, my men, <laughs> my friends, men, you need to step up. Women likewise, to start doing what is glorifying and holy in the eyes of God. And let's give." Uh, well, I better not say what I was thinking. Uh, let's tell culture and society in the world um, what they could do with themselves. <laughs> so, I don't have another way to put it. But you know what I mean. we got to put God first and quit worrying about what the world thinks. Let us pray. Man, Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us each and every day to serve you well. Help us to put you first and to do your perfect will. Lord, help us not to succumb to culture and society, but to do your work and your perfect will. And Lord, for someone watching and listening this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, please be with all my wonderful brothers and sisters in Christ that you watch over and protect them. Be with our kids as they're going to school and work and play. Let keep them safe and well. Lord, I always uh, want to lift up our brother in Christ, Tony Peters. Uh, bring healing upon him, Ron Thompson, Larry Knight, Dinah. And Lord, I pray that you be with all those who are on Facebook, social media, or church. 
You've offered up prayer requests and concerns. You know those hearts, minds, and needs. Your will be done in each and every situation. Lord, be with us this day and let us serve you well. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Sorry, guys, went a few minutes over. Um, I got a little long-winded. I apologize. But I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless.